0: everybody I'm Jeff and this is casual chats in a parallel universe my dad and I have been having daily conversations about family history life lessons movies news music and more now we are sharing these chats with you so welcome to our podcast and we hope you enjoy
1: so we're back Oh, we're yeah. going to do the next episode? Yeah, this
0: is it. This is number oh, two. Oh, number two. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. So, so now- So I'm Jeff. And- And I'm Steve. Yep.
0: And we're we're a couple of dads. Yeah. Uh,
1: different generations. Different
0: generations. Yeah. So, yeah. But same family, same last name. Same, same last yes, name, right. Same, we have uh, jeans. You mean blue jeans? Well, we have those too. Yeah. I mean, at least I do. I don't know if you wear jeans anymore. Right really.
1: So the, yeah, at you're the, more
0: of a, like just sweatpants and elastic waist <laughs> At this
1: point. So at the end of, uh, well, I guess there were two things. I, I had forgotten this. There were two things. So, so right. the first, the two big things is, uh, of course, in 19, uh, graduating college would have been 1967. Mm-hmm. So, In 1967, there was a uh, war going on, as you may recall from your American history, the Vietnam War. There were two, I guess, two two events. One was um, I had signed up. I figured I was going to get stuck going, getting drafted Mm. into the Army. So I decided that uh, I would, if I was going to have to go in the service, I, I would want to go in as an officer. So uh, I signed up for uh, the Air Force. I took the ent- entrance exam and uh, I would have gotten accepted as a, I don't know what, what the Air Force entry level is. It's not an ensign, but whatever it would, you know, first or second lieutenant, something like that. I, I was just going to go to OCS in Texas. And mom and I were going to get married, you know, just a few months later. So um, I was all set. We were going to end up moving to Texas. Uh, hmm. That for, would have
0: been an interesting... For basic training. Oh, yeah, yeah. That would have been a would, whole that different... That would have changed the trajectory. total, yeah. Totally different. And so and maybe somewhere in an alternate timeline. But yeah. in the meantime,
1: I there. took my draft physical and... Uh, I failed my draft physical. I had told the Army or the draft people many years ago, I had what they call lazy eye blindness, so I only had one good eye. And uh, I was told, didn't make any difference,
0: you're going. Said, lazy eye blindness, so, so you're completely blind in one eye? What was
1: that? Functionally kind of blind. Mean? I mean, I I can see it's all blurry, but my brain doesn't because my vision was uncorrected when I was a child, your brain normally integrates your two both eyes together right. into one vision. And because my right eye was out of focus, it was I had a lot of astigmatism in my right eye. My brain just said, "Okay, I'll just shut that off." Yeah. And so my left eye was the only thing I saw out of, hmm. except for peripheral vision. So in any event, sidebar. Sidebar. I have the. I have a very similar issue. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Like that,
0: that, that my, one of my eyes is significantly weaker than the other one. And oh. my brain had, it compensated so much over the years. Cause I recently with all the brain stuff that I had to go through, I had to have the eye test done. And he said, he said that your, your brain has just compensated that really you have 20, 20 vision with both your eyes open, but if you were to have to attempt to see out of uh, the one, eye, you know, eye, the it would not be. Oh, good, interesting.
1: Um, okay, so uh, but in any event, so I failed the draft physical, so all of a sudden, all of our plans are out the window, and that's when I started, you know, interviewing for jobs, you know, at, at uh, Ju, gotcha. and got this job, but then the then the big job. That's, huh? that's the Seagate job? Sea Land. Sea Land. Sea yeah, Land. Famous, you know, trucking and uh, container, shipping container mm, company. Very, okay. very famous company. Know you so, anyhow, that. they, yeah, that, so that came up. And, uh, but then my best friend from college, a guy named Ira Wood, shows up and just, we just happened to have lunch Uh And he's talking about what he's going to be doing, and I said, "What are you going to be doing?" He said, "I'm going to go to law school." I said, "Really, law school?" He said, "Yeah." I said, "Well, where are you going to go?" He said, "Florida State." Oh, that's really cool. Said, "Well, I'm going to work for Sealand. I've got a job uh, in sales," and he said, uh, "Well." you ever thought about going to law school? I said, no. And uh, he said, yeah, but you ought to think about it. Go to law school. He said, we could go to law school. We could graduate. And we could be partners. Open a practice together. Right. And, you know, from that minute, this idea got in my head. I said, that sounds like a great idea. And that's how I decided to go to law school. Well, it's always more fun. When Never when you have ever a in my entire life thought about going to law school ever.
0: So it was just ira- because
1: this guy, my best friend, says he's going and he's got he's got a concept because he had a criminology degree. So he figured this is his ticket, you know, take that criminology degree, get a law school certificate, go out, practice criminal law, make a lot of money, become, you know, Big time. Yeah. Some big time, you know, Lee, whoever. Hotshot lawyer. F. Lee Bailey. (laughs) Um, And here, I've never thought about going to law school my entire life. Zero, zip. And all of a sudden, off that one discussion, I said, this is a great, because this was my best friend. Right. And I love partnerships, as you know. Yeah. Uh, and I'm thinking, man, this is just perfect. This will be just great. Two of us together, we're going to make millions. Well, two minds are always better than one. Yep, usually. So I went home, talked to my father, and he said, uh, "Well, he said, you know, you're getting married," and I said, "Yeah," and he said, "Well, he he said, I'm happy to pay for your tuition, but I'm not going to fund. I'm not paying for your." Your life. room and board, right? So you and Blanche can figure out how you're gonna, and so that's the way we we structured it. Is he paid the tuition, which, which you know, honestly, back in those days, it wasn't much to go to law school. I mean, it, it I might have been fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars a semester, right? And uh, but I mean, you know, just for inflation, what would that be? Oh, you? I don't know. But what I have I mean, YB, would be, what they charge today? I don't have a clue, I mean, it's but a, it's not cheap. Yeah. It's, I mean, I think know. it's in the 20, it's in, it would probably be like, you yeah, know, maybe twelve fifteen thousand $15,000 a semester, uh, is what it is right now. It's around, I think it's around twenty five thirty thousand $30,000 a year is what it is. Uh but anyhow, so mom and I t- talked it over and, um, she she liked the idea. She said, that, that makes a lot of sense.
0: Uh, that was and back in the days when, when she was... She was very agreeable. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so luckily we were uh, mom, a, a good... Actually, Ira's wife, Margie, mm-hmm. which, who was also a very close friend of ours, was working in Tallahassee at the time. She worked for uh, some big wig in, in state government. And she was able to get mom a secretarial job. Yeah, because she worked for the government, right? State government. She did. Yeah. And so she she worked. Initially, she worked. And then uh, I eventually got a job uh, in my freshman year. I think it was after my first semester in, in law school. I got a job at the Secretary of State's office. So, we were making, I mean, we were making probably the grand total of maybe $500 a month. Right. So, we were living, we were living. This is while you were in school. You oh, yeah. Job. I mean, we, yeah. we had to, we earned our own, we, we had to earn money for room and board for our, you know, our housing and uh, food and whatever entertainment we had. And uh, it was a wonderful, we had a wonderful time. You know, mom ended up, you know, moving up in the administration and she ended up working for one of the governor's uh, top advisors as his personal secretary. And uh, I ended up working my way up in the secretary of state's uh, office. And so we did, we did fine. I mean, we weren't, you know, we turned out we didn't, we weren't hurting for, I mean, we weren't, you know, living high on the hog. But yeah, we had a great time. We had super friends in law school. Almost all the, lots of the guys at uh, Florida State, it was a new law school. So a lot of the guys were Vietnam vets, uh, guys that were officers in, uh, in Vietnam that were getting out and uh, wanted to get law degrees. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the people that we were friendly with, uh, most of the guys were married So we got, you know, we ended up with great friends and had, it was really a great time. It was three years, 67 to 70, fantastic uh, period of time. We really enjoyed it. Um, I ultimately, more through happenstance, I think, um, found that I really enjoyed uh, taxes, you know, tax law, corporate law.
0: It's interesting because you wouldn't. I don't know that a lot of people would say they enjoy taxes. So,
1: no, I I found what
0: what 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 struck you as
1: well. The accounting, the accounting was interesting. Uh, I mean, just because I found it. I've always been business oriented. You know, uh, my focus has always kind of been on businesses. You know, I learned a lot from my dad about finance. how to finance a deal and, and put it together and how to work with the banks. And so I kind of, without studying it, I got a lot of kind of experience just by watching what he did and what he did. And then just by listening to what was going on, you know, with uh, working, him working with his lawyers and his accountants and taxes were always, you know, an important part of, uh, his business, you know, how could he minimize taxes? So even though you weren't a productive student,
0: no. you still were paying attention. I was paying attention. So that that kind of stuff did interest you. Huh? Yeah,
1: I found it. Well, I found it interesting. You know, him talking about mortgages, and so I'd ask. him, I said, "Well, what the heck is a mortgage? How does that work? You know, what? Why? Where's a mortgage come into into play?" And so he would, you know, he he would tell me. He, you know, and and then I'd be in. You know, I worked summers in his off in his place as a, I'd work as a carpenter or, you know, whatever for the summer. And so I'd listen to what was going on, and, you know, in sales meetings and sales calls. I went out on sales calls and sold jobs, you know, remodeling jobs. And I learned about, you know, the construction part, and, you know, the pieces of, how things were put together. So, from that standpoint, you know, I learned a lot just from the various and sundry odd jobs I had working there. And and for other people, I didn't just work for him. I worked as a land surveyor. And uh, those were all part and parcel with, you know, these are all part of deals. You know, there's a business deal here. Right. You know, a development deal or a land deal and how that was financed. So, All that was just interesting. And then, uh, but the tax thing, I just enjoyed it. You know, it was very interesting, as was the corporate law aspect, how to, you know, put together entities and structures. And so when I finally uh, graduated, you know, we we tried to stay in Tallahassee, but there just wasn't anything uh, in that you know, most of the guys that were graduating were just going to work for general par- general practice firms and they would mainly be doing litigation. And that was not something that, I, at least I didn't think it was something that I would excel at. Uh, but from the structuring side and tax corporate side, it uh, there were some opportunities and I interviewed, ended up interviewing with uh, a couple of accounting firms big uh, international accounting firms and I got a job offer from one of the biggest which was back in those days was called Library and Moses and Montgomery I guess these days it's uh, Coopers I think is the name of the the accounting firm that Oh yeah it, it's it's an international it's one of the I think there's only the big there's only 4 international accounting firms anymore and Cooper's was basically what librarian used to be so I worked, I got a job so the whole dream with Ira that that never Oh he, he never even got into law school <laughs> it, was, it was one of those weird weird strange uh, deals where I ended up you know he took the LSAT I took the LSAT he I scored well, he didn't and he didn't get in and that was it. Just one of those weird things and all of a sudden the partnership deal went <laughs> it gone and uh, and I'm going, oh, what am I going to do? And right. so that's that's when you know I started after law school started and I was involved. I figured, you know, well, Ira's gone. I've got to come up with some other <laughs> – because he's the one that had the plan. Yeah. You know, we were going to have this uh, partnership. Right. So when that was gone, uh, that's that's how the tax attorney uh, deal came up. And I ended up getting an offer as a tax lawyer with with uh, Price – with it's Price Warehouse Coopers is what it is. Uh, but anyway, Coopers, and, and I had a pick – I could have gone to Washington or New York or Philadelphia because they had offices in all three. Right. And there was an opening in all three. So I had my pick. And dummy me, I decided to pick Philadelphia. Why is that dummy? It was was the worst choice of the three. And the reason (laughs) I picked the Philly was because we had family there. Right. And I figured it would be easier for your mother and easier for us. You know, we'd have a support system there. Sure. So it picked Philadelphia.
0: Well, I mean, it doesn't sound like a dummy decision at the time. Well, I mean, it, you were making in and yeah, but I could know.
1: have. I could have. Basically, I, I would have been at the heartbeat of tax law in, if I'd have been in Washington. Ah. And I would have been at the heartbeat of business, business if I would have been in New York. Sure. But instead, we ended up in Philly. And that's not to say it was a horror show. It right. wasn't. Uh, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't the smart move. I should have, I could have put, you know, more thought in it. But if if that were the case, if I had gone to one of those little locations, we wouldn't be sitting here today. Sure. I wouldn't, you know. Well, it would have been a
0: different, different time. All life. those. Again, uh, in an alternate universe.
1: Oh, that crossroad. When right. I hit that crossroad, I
0: picked Philadelphia, and that led me to where we're sitting today. So, I mean, if you could rewind it, no, I wouldn't change it. You I, wouldn't change it. No, no, you wouldn't no. say, "Hey, I, you know, I should have gone no, to Washington," because it, it led it to,
1: to a very interesting life. Okay, there were some not so good parts of it, but well, yeah, yeah that's mean, that's that's the way that's it, life. That's the way it works. Peaks and valleys. Yeah. So, so I started work for them, and I I had a I kind of formulated a plan the plan was that I would get a couple of years experience uh, as a tax lawyer with a big CPA firm get my CPA uh, then get a job with a large corporation spend a couple of years there and then go into private practice you know with a with a law firm mm-hmm. somewhere that didn't make any difference where where I could you know, practice tax law, corporation tax law. So uh, I spent two years, a little over two years, with with Coopers in Philadelphia. And basically I did, you know, some tax, a little bit of tax planning, but mostly I did tax returns and tax planning for very wealthy people. There are some very, very rich people that live in Philadelphia and I did tax returns uh, for some very incredibly wealthy people mm-hmm. that didn't pay any taxes because of they, the, the expertise that we provided right? and the businesses that they were in. So that it was, it was good from, from a professional pr- perspective. It was good because I, I got a lot of uh, what they, what is called tax compliance work. So I'm, doing the compliance, you know, filling out returns and reporting income. And then also I got some good experience on the planning side, you know, working underneath very, very highly qualified people and working on jobs that gave me some really good experience. So from that perspective, it was, it was, it was good experience. It isn't as good as it the experience I would have had either in Washington or or New York, but it was still good experience. Yeah. Well, and good connections. I mean that the, the No, nah, not not no. really. Not connections, but but good experience. I would
0: think saving, you know, working, yeah, but working the system for these yeah, but high profile have, individuals, they it, would they would be a you
1: would think, but you don't. No. Because you're not the person that's connecting with the client. Oh. The the partner is connecting with the client. I'm just doing you're, you're the, just grunt the cog work. in the machine. Yeah, but that's and that's fair. That's the way it should work because it, you're getting, you know, you're the you're the one that's doing all the grunt work, and right. he's the, he's the rain man. He's making making the money come in. Sure. So no, that 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 was that was fine. Uh, so about two years in, I put some feelers out. You know, started interviewing for some jobs. And uh, one of the jobs I interviewed for was uh, uh, assistant director for tax research, for U.S. tax research uh, and planning with Monsanto company in St. Louis. And so, uh, and I got the job. I mean, they gave me an offer. And mom and I discussed it. And it sounded exciting. I mean, well, she, she wanted to get out of Philadelphia, as did I. And uh how long were you in Philly? Two years. Two we had two and a half years. So not long. No, it was well, it was
0: long enough. Well, I mean, it was as long as you had spent there in the in your early childhood. Well two and a half years. <laughs> I don't know if there was any no uh, correlation. I'm sure
1: there was no correlation. No, here. there wasn't. Because I mean the it's, idea was I ironic. was spending two years in the accounting firm and then the chances of, you know, finding a position in Philly, is just, it was unlikely. Uh, I, there were, there were corporate corporations there. Uh, and I might've had a couple of opportunities with, with insurance companies, but, you know, nothing exciting. Right. And like I say, I think mom and I both had had enough, uh, you know, our best friends, Carol and Arnie had left. They moved away from Philly. Um, uh, and so, you know, it was it was time. It was time. You had, to leave.
0: A, you had a daughter at that point too.
1: Yeah, we did. While you were there, yeah, we did. We had our had our little daughter that was uh, there. Uh, but I mean, as far as moving away, it, it was just time. We I, I don't think either one of us enjoyed Philly that much. Philly's kind of a strange. Uh, it's it's an incredible college I mean there's some an amazing universities there and culturally there was there's a lot going on but we weren't in a in an income category you know where we could really mix uh, it up yeah yeah because our, I mean I was making decent money but uh, we didn't have a lot of money left to uh you know dance around and go out a lot so uh, we in in any event, it was it was time to leave, and I got a really nice bump in salary uh, off of the switch to Monsanto, and they treated us. I mean, they they just really put the sales job on. They really wanted me for this position, so we had a and we loved St. Louis. We absolutely loved it, and the job was fabulous. I mean, it it gave me tremendous experience. You know, international experience, uh, experience in big deals, you know, with a lot of money involved. So it was it was it was great experience. So uh, but I still had this plan, you know, of um, moving on to private practice. And, you know, I mean, in retrospect, I think it would have been smarter, you know, just with this idea of being a tax lawyer, it would have been smarter to stay in St. Louis longer. Right. I probably should have spent at least four to five years. I could have, besides making really nice money and having our family in a very family-friendly location, St. Louis would have been the perfect place. It really would have been great. But it didn't happen that way. So we happened to take a a vacation uh, in Florida. And so we went on vacation. And for, I don't know, we had we had friends in the Clearwater, St. Petersburg area, and we visited them while we were on vacation. And uh, they had friends that knew people with some law firms that were looking for tax lawyers. And... I mean, I didn't even go down there with the idea that we were going to, you know, but I got a couple of job offers while we were there. And I guess it was just, I don't know whether it was maybe a combination of being closer to our families. The winters in St. Louis were, you know, a little tough. And uh, I don't know. I don't know that there was, but in any event, these opportunities were there, and we decided to take them. Ended up, I ended up going to uh, uh, with a law firm that specialized in tax uh, corporate, and we were there. Uh, how, how long were you in St. Louis? Two years? Yeah, about. So, like I say, that was seeing a pattern here. Yeah, two years. Two years. We were in St. Pete for about two and a half. But that was, I mean, some sometimes it's happenstance, sometimes it's by design. Uh, we were in, I mean, the, the experience in St. Pete was really just phenomenal experience. The guy that was the managing partner, Dick Jacobs, was. He was f- fabulous. Brilliant, brilliant. Guy,
0: why do I know that name? Did you stay in touch with him for a long, long time? That name's oh yeah. Here.
1: I mean, on and off. I mean, the the law firm itself kind of uh, split up. It it uh, after about two and a half years, it was a very well known law firm, and it ultimately split up. A bunch of the partners went one way, other partners went a different way, and even though Mom really wanted to stay in St. Pete. I just couldn't find I didn't have a client base I was working on somebody else's client base so there really wasn't a way for me to stay in in St Pete whereas fortunately or unfortunately there were opportunities in Jacksonville and uh, there we go there we go yeah <laughs> that. That awful place. It's, it's, it's. I mean, it was. <laughs> a, we,
0: it's the black hole. It believe just keeps me, sucking you
1: back in. I didn't want to. I. We didn't. I didn't want to go back. But uh, I mean, I had a board, You know, I was wor- worried about earning a living and you know for my family. And uh, there was an accounting firm in uh, in Jacksonville that had lost its tax partner, and uh, well, actually, that's not true. It wasn't no the first I take that back. It was I got I got a job with a law firm first, a well known law firm. It was a tax firm in Jacksonville, local firm. Not a you know, not a nationwide firm, but a, a local firm. And that's what was available. So because I I could have certainly looked all over the United States, right? But I got admitted to practice law in Missouri when I was with Monsanto. Sure. But uh, I didn't get admitted to the Pennsylvania bar when I was there because I was practicing accounting. Right. So, um, and I had gotten my Florida bar uh, when I was, you know, when I graduated from law school. So the really- And and it's, I mean, forgive me, I I don't
0: know. But so if you were to try to- let's just say, I don't know, Move to California. So you got to pass the bar. I would California. have had to have taken and, right. and is it difficult in each state or you just have to start to learn the different regulations and things of that nature to, in order to.
1: to no, pass? it just, it, I think the, the timing, unfortunately there wasn't, the breakup of the law firm, there wasn't a whole lot of time to, to spend you between know,
0: how much money you guys had in the bank.
1: Yeah, and, there wasn't a whole lot right. of money in the bank. And and so I I just think that we needed to do something uh, from a from a money standpoint. And you know, to search out, like look for firms in California or put my name out with a with an, with a like a headhunter. Right. That would have been time. Right. It would have been time. And and it was time. You know, listen, neither one, my parents or mom's parents, didn't have a lot of money. You know, they, they, we weren't in a position to for them to support us for a while. Right. So, we were on our own. Yeah. So, it, 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 we had to start generating some income. So, I got, you know, I got a job with uh, with a law firm in, in Jacksonville, and um, I started making some good connections there and, you know, building... My own client base, uh, which I didn't have, you know, in, in St. Pete. Right. So, it worked out, you know, it worked out to be a good situation. It worked out to be a much a much better situation. Right. Just geographically, you weren't it, it, fulfilled. And, and we were, you know, we were, mom was pregnant with you at the time. That was another pressure point. I mean, that's, that
0: so, was a, that was a yeah. Your,
1: your mother was not happy leaving St. Petersburg. It was... Not not good times, but, but it wasn't anything we could Oh, do. she
0: wasn't happy? But I thought you said it was, you, you guys enjoyed your time, and she wanted to
1: stay. No, she did want to stay. Oh. No, no I thought that's what happy? I just said. No, she wasn't happy leaving. Oh, leaving. She leaving St. Leaving leaving. Petersburg. Oh, I yeah, no, me. no, no, she was not happy. I was metza metza, but, yeah, you know, one way or the other. It didn't bother me, but she was very disappointed. Uh, I mean, you know, she had a real, she had a, a network of friends, and Right. I'm not saying I didn't have a network of friends, but, you know, she really counted on these girls. You know, they were really close friends. Sure. And, you know, family and friends is really important to your mother. Yeah. No, I I get that. Very important. And unfortunately, it just wasn't in the cards from an economic standpoint. So we ended up moving back to Jacksonville, which was, it was tough. It It was tough. I guess it was tough on your sister. I don't. To be honest, I don't recall. I mean, she was just a little kid. Right. So, well, um, I mean, but, but, she,
0: but it was still. An, an, but go back to, go back to you saying you had to switch schools, you know, in eighth grade from Landon to DuPont. Oh, yeah. But she was
1: wasn't time. in school. I mean, she was only two and a half years old. Oh,
0: no. Yeah, she was that young.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 No. no I mean, you know, she, mom was pregnant with you. Right. So she was only. But, Why did she claim for, it was tough on her? No, Why I'm just say saying. Was- Mom said that. Mom said it was uh, it was tough right. because I, you know, she had a. I mean, she was a little kid, right? Toddler. Yeah. She had friends, and you know, mm. she had playgroups and stuff. Well, I don't know whether it was up, uh, but my for for your mother see that as a pivotal, for your mother it was, it was it was it was you can ask her. She'll tell you it was. She was not pleased.
0: Right. Well, that trickles down. So. Yeah. You know, if she's not happy and she's the one taking yeah, care. Yeah, I mean, it was it so was so that that can. I mean, I'm just saying from a, a psychological point of view because I mean it, that we we look at these things. Yeah, that, that the fact that she wasn't happy and she was upset about it and she's the one taking care of the children, therefore translates into maybe Lisa Stress. not, or my sister, you know, sister, maybe. You know oh, th- I, it being tough on I her. I think that's,
1: that's overthinking things a little but okay. Oh, that's what I do. I overthink yeah, things. I know you do. Uh, I, you know, whatever your mother was, uh, you know, it, it, certainly she wasn't happy, but at the same time. It was what it was. It, it was. And she was a trooper. And, uh, as always, as she always does, she did did what she needed to do and. We moved back to Jacksonville, and I think you know from from the standpoint, whatever I mean, Jacksonville. I don't want to make it sound worse than it is, but Jacksonville's really nothing but a big Hick town. It's always been a big Hick town. So wow. I mean, if you're if you're a member of a a minority, I, I we like, like like just dropped whatever that minority right is. You know, whether it's a religious minority. Or an ethnic minority, or a sexual minority, or whatever your minority is, Jacksonville ain't the great place to be. Oh, I feel like it's changed a lot. I don't at think this so. Point. Huh? I mean, it's it's improved. Well, I mean, I'm not saying they're still stuck back in 1950. No, but I'm saying
0: but those those minorities, the population has grown to some extent. Maybe, maybe yeah, but it's still world. a big hick
1: town. <laughs> that it will never change. Okay. Never. Politically, it's never changed. And you look at you look at Florida and when Florida, when people talk about Florida, they don't talk about Jacksonville unless they're talking about pro football and maybe golf. But Jacksonville, you know, at one time, Jacksonville was a big insurance center. You right? know, right. insurance was big there and banking was big there. But all of that went away because all of the big banks or the banking centers that were there were acquired by national banks and those and those national banks decided they didn't want to be in Jacksonville so all of those banking centers ended up moving to Tampa most of them went to Tampa hmm. some went to Orlando Jacksonville lost all of that it lost the military It lost its banking centers and it lost the insurance. So what's the boom
0: going on there now? I mean, it's, I mean, it ended up
1: Jacksonville's big deal is it was a distribution center. It had the port. Right. Was a huge deal. So that was a big draw and warehousing and shipping logistics became a monster deal there and you know, it just so it, that's that's what and big. it's and that's, it's Florida. Right. It's you know, it it drew it drew people in. I mean, the demographics have definitely changed over the years, but it's it's an. I think Jacksonville is definitely an acquired taste. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, if you're a northerner, if you're a northerner, and you go to Jacksonville, you're going. Mm, I think I'm going a little further south. Right. Yeah, you know, it's definitely not progressive. Well, as they say, it's, it's the,
0: extremely conservative. The more north you go in Florida, the further south you get. Is,
1: yeah, is, is yeah, the, is the yeah. Saying. Well, I mean, Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville's really always been like South Georgia, right? So it's. But but that being said, I mean, it, it's they've you know they did some really interesting things. You know, they they uh, consolidated the city and the county government at the time. That was that was cutting edge stuff. I mean. Right. Really nobody, no major city in the United States had ever done it, and quite frankly, nobody did it. you know after Jacksonville did it, nobody else did it. Um, so that kind of tells you, you know it I thought it was a great conceptually, it makes complete sense because you're consolidating you know these tiny little uh, police, departments and tiny little fire departments and all the public services. What is the point? You know, it's a great great idea. Uh, But it turned out that you don't save that much money because you're dealing with government. Right. You know. I always remember one of my, (laughs) when I worked, when I worked for the Secretary of State and uh, to, just to jump back a little bit, when I worked for the Secretary of State and, and when I was going to law school, I came, uh, I came up with an idea to save the state 10 jobs and about $2 million a year. And I went to my boss and I said, hey, you know, we can save 10 positions, you know, cut, cut right. our, our, our employment base and our overhead by 10 jobs, which was a lot of money. And save huge time by computerizing you know, to put a computer and computerize their database and get up. And he said, do you know who you work for? I said, sure. I work for the state government trying to save the state money. Right. He said, no, no, no. Our job is to produce jobs. He said, efficiency is second here. First is produce jobs. So hmm. figuring out a way to be more efficient was not not a good thing. So I was told to take my idea and put it in the drawer. So that's that's where it went. But anyway, I mean I think government I think government that so holds is water today. That's government to it. I that was my introduction to government. Right. You know, was was, you know, don't be efficient. Don't try to figure out better ways to do something. Just do it the way it's been done before. And I said, Okay, I I can I can handle that. I'm just yeah. here trying to earn money so i can eat. Right. So if that's the deal then i'll work the deal. Well I, uh, that's
0: interesting. I cuz i don't necessarily see it that way. That that that's what was said. It was just said that look, we're efficiency comes second. So if there were if you could figure out a way to produce jobs that would then up the efficiency then wouldn't that work out in your favor of what
1: you're trying no, to do. No, the de- the deal was is don't figure out a way to get rid of people because that that's a no go. Right. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, the, but how do
0: you get those people to become more efficient? Or how do you hire There you never know, was a, there, ne- there never create. was a
1: push to be more efficient. There was a way that the job was being done and this guy was telling me he had no interest in trying to make his department more efficient mm. said so just do your job and shut up and so i did <laughs> you know, this listen this was a part time job no, I get for it. me to earn enough money I get to it. eat so I'm not making any waves. I had I had no aspirations to work for the
0: to no, work but for But I mean, the clearly you had something something going on to where you would you were like, hey, look, I have this idea. I mean, you thought well, you, you we, would hit a you would hit a, a, a button.
1: there. But, well, like, I, I thought it hey, was a look. smart thing, but uh, I, I was told that was don't worry about that. Just do your job. I said, okay, I'm good. So,
0: I mean, that seems like that's a good that, lesson. Yeah, I mean it seems like that's it's not just government. It seems like that's also a very corporate way of, of uh, thinking about things I don't know. I, uh,
1: I mean yeah. when you look There's profit's a profit's a driver. If you're if your department is being if your department's being judged on its production, right, then if you've got a way to be more efficient, they're gonna be listening to you. This guy didn't want to even hear the idea, because it involved getting rid of people. And his purview was he had a complement of people and he knew that his boss was not interested in letting anybody go, even if the budget. I mean, you just have to think about state budgets and the way the budgetary process works. There is efficiency has nothing to do with anything. It's you have a budget and the idea is you need to spend that entire budget, period, full stop. Because if you don't spend the entire budget, they'll cut your budget the next year. That's the way government works. Mm. So if you don't, because of that, there is no incentive, generally speaking. I'm not saying it works everywhere, but generally speaking, the incentive is you got to spend your budget, even if it means pissing the money away sometimes. So... Not exactly the smartest way to approach stuff, but, hey, that's the way things work. Anyway, not a government discussion, but that's – I I learned my lesson and just stayed away from it. But – so now I've lost my train of thought. We were talking about <clears> – <throat> we were talking you about were, Jacksonville.
0: Yeah, moving to –
1: yeah, because you yeah, – Yeah, so we – Moved to Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. but and mom uh, didn't like it. Yep, mom didn't like it, but right. but she, like I said, she was a real trooper, and uh, we got off on the we got off on the tangent because of Jacksonville, right? But but Jacksonville was, you know, I mean, it is what it is, you know. That's it's the it's, epicenter
0: of the co- of, of our family, our, yeah, not necessarily
1: the it's the, it's the- it's had that that horrible draw. <laughs> My whole life, my whole life, I've been trying to get away from it, and you know, kept getting sucked back into it. Yeah. But um, well, now you're not. Now you're no, one. no. We're, we're still there. not far enough away. I, I you know, the old saying of never <laughs> say never. We ain't never moving back to Jacksonville. Um, at least not in this life. Right. Maybe in some other life. Um. But so we we ended up. Um there and uh, I practiced oh let's see well, I practiced law for a while then I ended up I went back to uh, I was still practicing tax law whether you, whether I was with an accounting firm or with with a law firm really didn't make any difference. The only difference between the two is is if you're working for an accounting firm theoretically you're not preparing documents right but practicing tax law, doesn't require you to be a lawyer you can be a CPA or you don't even need to be a CPA you can just be a staff accountant and be knowledgeable enough to practice tax law so I could practice tax law whether I was a member of the bar or not mm. so but you were I was and I feel like that gives you that's an accreditation it's, in your favor it, and it, it means that I can you know I can do more th- more stuff than somebody that doesn't have a law degree right but so um, but ultimately, I went out on my own, uh, you know opened my own office, and then uh, took a, became partners with another lawyer. He and I ran, you know, got a little larger, and, and we had, had a nice firm going in Jacksonville. And uh, lo and behold, uh, one of my clients one day came in. And uh, that changed my life. That was the next major change was uh, I was structuring so, some a deal for him. Uh, I did securities work. I did, you know, like raising money, raising capital, helping people uh, meet the rules and regulations for raising capital to finance their operation. So this guy was looking to raise money for a business and uh, he was very charismatic extremely charismatic and uh, he was this was a a livestock related business mm-hmm. he was wanted to wanted to raise livestock and be in uh, that business uh, and so I was helping him I mean, can we talk more about? I think, yeah. this,
0: I think this is a real interesting story. Oh, oh yeah. So it's uh, an from, interesting from story. start to finish, I mean, this would be an episode unto itself, another, right?
1: Yeah, right. So this is another monster lifetime change. Yeah, but this is a, this is a real. I, I, I think this, this is, is a this could be a movie.
0: Well, no, I mean, well, I, I mean, maybe it could be, but I mean, this this was something. I mean there's there's uh kidnapping involved. Well, kind of I don't know story. if we want to get into that. Uh, well, yeah, No, I think you want to get into the juicy Oh, it you want juicy. to get into Yeah, it. you want to get into the juicy parts. I oh, mean, okay. there, there was There was a business kidnapping involved. Yeah, there, was, mean, there was there was intrigue. Uh, there was There were guns and uh, the, there was there was, you know, there were, there there were people national, being whisked away in the in the middle of the night. There were there was national
1: implications. Yes. There were, Dealings with the federal government, and FBI were involved. No, no, no. Oh, I'm, no. I'm talking about this is with the Department of Agriculture uh, okay. and the bit just the business side. Oh, uh, right. It, it is, you're all focused on one little part. That well, happened I mean, at the because that's end. the part
0: that had such impact a major on impact you, impact on my life. Right. Yeah. Right. But, so I don't know. But, but there the was a
1: much much bigger impact many years earlier. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get into that. That you weren't. You
0: you weren't old enough to recall. No. I mean, I'm, I still, it's very hazy of, uh, Yeah, you know, And it, I only remember. Your
1: sister, your sister would remember.
0: And I only remember the, the personal aspect. No. Because that's what disrupted, it, it disrupted our family in, in a big it way. It did, it did. But mean, not
1: so way. much you. It was more uh, Lisa that got, well, her so life that got disrupted. So you think, but you, uh, who, well, knows? Uh, who knows? Who yeah.
0: knows? Maybe we're going to come, maybe we're going to hit a, hit something here in the. Next
1: episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but that this, this particular client is there, there will be a, a, a you know, a crossroads, crossroads in the road. Yes. And there's a left and a right. Mm-hmm. And we took a left. Mm. Okay. Could have gone to the right, been a big time tax lawyer or something. No. Maybe. Maybe. But instead, the businessman. Took off, ne- took off, okay. started to come into the into the frame. So, right. but we'll leave that for the next yeah. next episode. Ah, great, can't wait. Okay.